If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. We're back. We're back. Let me turn it up so I can hear myself. Let me get a sip of the old high-quality H2O. We're back. It's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks, family, friends, goons, goblins. We're back, though. We are back. We're feeling good, feeling better. Let's put it that way. I'm feeling better. Um I just I want to. Usually, I usually talk for a minute before I talk about the chat. But Shady was in here very first thing. I was one minute late, uh, and he hits me in the chat. Are we on the BLM time schedule? <laughs> uh, I don't think you're talking about the Bureau of Land Management. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Adam says, "Welcome back. Good to see you doing better." Yep. So I'll catch you up. Those of you who aren't uh, don't do the social media thing, but do listen to the show. You're probably like two weeks, three weeks. What happened? Um, a couple weeks ago, I I woke up. I the, so there was no no pre existing condition thing. I woke up. I had a small I had a small lump, um, and throughout the course of the day, legitimately like a, a, a span of not even eight hours, um, this small lump turned into something, uh, the size, my fist, the size of my fist, um, was just, it was just expanding rapidly. Um, so, uh, obviously that felt like something that needed close attention, uh, started to not feel well, cold shakes the whole nine went to the went to fast ER care and they cut it and drained it like uh like rocky balboa you know just cut me mick cut me like that's that's what they did um and probably about 90 minutes later um i was in the car with my wife driving me to the emergency room i was septic. I had sepsis from this staph infection. Um, and my body was shutting it down to try to figure out what to do. And to be honest with you, man, had I not had a, um, had I not had a highly trained medical professional for a spouse and just did my Tommy tough guy routine, like I was going to do, I was just going to go home and lay down. Um, things could have got spicy. So it was weird. It was very weird. Most, most vulnerable, vulnerable I've ever been in that regard. Um, now we've talked about it before. I've had broken bones. I've had, you know, the ligament thing, but I've never had anything. I mean, I'm, I'm relative, I'm a relatively healthy person, all things considered. And, um, that could have like, that could have ended really bad. So thankfully, like I said, um, you know, my wife is in the medical field. She recognized that something was very, very wrong with me. And, um, she got me the, got me where I needed to go. So shout out to a real one. So, um, but yeah, it could have been really bad. It could have been really bad. So they put me on a bunch of antibiotics enough to, uh, 
they put me on enough antibiotics to bring Lazarus back from the dead. And um, they've just been kind of tearing my stomach up, man, as we get, you know, get on the, on the up and up. And last week I was still, I, w- I thought I was good to go. And uh, I was still pretty, still pretty queasy, still not feeling too great. So we're back. We are back uh, in that regard. So back to your regularly scheduled programming. It's been a busy couple weeks, right? It's been a busy couple weeks. We had a very big UFC 291 took place this, this past weekend. Justin Gaethje, uh, head kick knockout of Dustin Poirier, uh, which was great. The the only money line bet I got right on the card. I was due. I was due to get to just get throttled. Right. Uh, we had four four events in a row up. up I think up. 34 units over four events. I was due to get smashed and I let the ego get in the way and I got smashed. Uh, I think Gaethje, I think the Gaethje play and like a two leg parlay that I put on betmma.tips hit everything else. I got, I got absolutely smacked. Semmelsberger losing right off the rip um, pretty much cemented a losing night for me. Cause I thought Semmelsberger would crush Eurosh medic and, he didn't look like that. Semmelsberger looked really gaunt. He looked like a goblin. He was like real, like that orc, orc haircut with like the like really sunken. Like his cheeks were really sunk and the ear. Like he very orcan Lord of the Rings. You know, it's weird that he goes by the Jedi. He had a very Tolkien style look to him. Uh, but Yurosh Medic knocked him out. Close fight be- between Jan Blahovitz and Alex Pereira. Close fights aren't robberies. I scored it for Yawn. You, most people scored it um, for Pereira. It is what it is, right? When you leave it to the judges, you got nobody to blame but yourself. Sometimes, um, Chase says, "Why did he go to the ground, buddy? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. Again, we we've talked about this. There." These guys just abandon and girls. They just abandon what's working, right? Like I thought, I, I, I really, I really wish. Here's two things I really wish for. One, I wish referees would start taking points more for just anything and everything. Just start taking points. Let's get a couple like seven five rounds in there. Um, and then the other thing that I wish that they would do is, I wish fighters would adopt. The mentality of, you know what? I'll I'll give credit where where um, credits due. Like the Kevin Holland Wonder Boy fight, right? Like Kevin Holland took Wonder Boy down for a split second, but then he stood right back up, right, um, and called him back up. Or the Nate Landweir David Onama fight at more recent memory knock knocks Onama down and then calls him back up. Get back up. Didn't follow him to the ground. I wish we would see more of that. Um, so I really wish we would see more of that. And I mean, on to, to be fair, it cost Semmelsberger the fight. Most likely, most likely cost him the fight, throwing everything as hard as humanly possible. Uh, probably didn't help matters much, but he appeared to be in pretty good shape. Appeared to be ready and it didn't, it just didn't shake out for him, but you know, it is what it is. We had a, we had a great night of violence, um, in, in that regard, it took us a while to see the scorecards, which was great because like we said, the uh, the judges have sucked tremendously lately, so it was good to good to uh, good to get some violence in there, right? So 
Uh, Miranda Maverick came through, cash that sub prop. Uh, Jake Matthews, look, I, I don't have much to say about Darius Flowers right now. Um, there's a lot of people that thought that that was a good body kick, and a lot of people thought he, um, you know, hold on a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, dude, you're cutting me. This is mid-sentence. Stony, the Stony, is in here. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Stony, I miss you, man. I miss you. Like you're 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 such my dude, man. Like that ma- this makes me real happy. This is OG listeners will know how much anybody from the Run It Back podcast makes me happy, but Stony really makes me happy. This, I'm like fangirling out. This is my dude. I miss you, buddy. I hope you're well. I hope your beautiful family is well. Um, I miss you, man. So hit me up on hit me up on the bird app or X now. Um, so we can connect outside of here um that's my man's all right uh if you're a ground guy i understand says shady but after you crack someone wave them back up right get them up man get them up dude i love it um all right so i thought the body kick from jake matthews was good the the trajectory going up looked better than like the heel going forward into the nuts anyway um roman copy love fantastic head kick over claudia Ribeiro which is awesome. Um, Gabriel Bonfim choked out Trevin Giles, and some people made it to be like a coming out party. I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know if I'm there yet. Choking out Trevin Giles. It's a great win, man. Super. I'm super happy for you. I don't know if that's your coming out party is beating Officer Giles. So, you know. Uh, Kevin Holland beat up Michael Chiesa. Yeah. Yeah, I felt real bad about my Kiesa play when he came out. And um, my man was all grayed up in the beard. And you could just kind of tell. Like, you could tell. So, I think he's I think he's officially done, which should have known better. You know, that desk that desk duty really, uh, really changes some things, perspective and aggression-wise. So, Shady says, Officer, Officer Giles down. Yes, sir. I'm trying not to make a, an Officer Down joke. <laughs> Uh, freaking road pirates. Bobby Green choked Tony Ferguson unconscious. Okay, can we talk about this for a split second? Let's let's put the everybody put your thinking caps on. I got a rogue nose hair. I apologize for the the whistling. The Tony Ferguson Nate Diaz fight was one of the weirdest fights we've ever seen, right? was easily one of the weirdest fights we've ever seen. On top of the fact, many of the uh, tinfoil hat wearing folks like myself really thought it was interesting how Tony Ferguson just immediately put himself in the position of the guillotine from Nate and then sort of even allowed Nate to readjust it to get it tighter and then tapped immediately to it so then tony i don't know if whether it was an embedded or what video i saw this week was talking about the nate ds fight maybe was that a maybe was a like a media day and he goes on to say that he just wanted nate to get his submission and get out of there right like he just wanted to get the submission and just let him get out of there. 
which sounds like a thrown fight. It sounds it sounds like it sounds like you it sounds like you threw the fight, which on a fight which already looked like it was scripted to begin with. Because then we see him in the Bobby Green fight while I let okay. Can we just be really honest here? Let's just I wanna I gotta say a mean thing to continue my point. Tony Ferguson looks so bad right now. It looks like he doesn't train to fight. Like he doesn't know, like it looks like he doesn't know how to fight. It looks like he doesn't know how to fight. His chin is sky high. He throws his punches from here. And every time somebody starts to hit him, he literally like spins away. Like, like when you see like two old, like videos, of like two old guys fighting in a parking lot, like he's spinning away and like swinging behind him to try to like, get, uh, uh, like that, that's a, that's a grown, that was a dude that was over the course of four years was 12 and 0, the boogeyman, El Kukui, the boogeyman. I, I don't know what's happening. Like did, is that the clone? Is that a, is that a clone of Tony Ferguson? It's like, he forgot like, well, Diego Sanchez is the same thing. The same thing. It was like you went from knowing how to fight to like something switches where like the brain just doesn't do it anymore, doesn't know how to do it, whatever. Anyway, so fast forward to the third round. Um, Bobby Green gets that head and arm and starts to squeeze, and Tony Ferguson refuses the tap out. It's a much tighter choke. He's in a much worse position, and – He's getting the, you know, the he's getting the snot squeezed out of him. He refuses the tap, goes out. He goes out cold, but yet he like just got down on his knees and stuck his neck out for Nate Diaz and let Nate Diaz, you know, and then he just immediately tapped. I mean, that's not, I mean, one looks like a real fight, the other one looks like a throne fight, or, or, scripted, staged. Take from that what you will. Anyway, all right. Derek Lewis comes out and Ben Askren's Marcos Rogerio de Lima. That was the other, um, like if we had a sandwich, right? We had a sandwich. We had Semmelsberger losing. That was the bottom bun, right? That was that was the bottom bun. And then uh, the meat, like the big mouthful meaty part of the, of the shit sandwich would have been uh, Marcos Rogerio de Lima getting Ben Askren by by Derek Lewis. And then the little piece of bread on top uh, was Jan Blahovitz losing by freaking split decision to Alex Pereira. So we lost all the we lost all the monies. We lost a lot of monies on uh on Saturday. But we're gonna make some back. We're gonna we're gonna have some yeah, shady. I I got him at the same line, bro. So yes, yes, I am aware. As soon as it came out, I was like, yes, ticket please. And um that was bad news bears. Um, what's up, boys? Late to the party. Good to see you back. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks for checking in on me throughout, too. Uh, means a lot. So thank you. Okay. So let's talk about it real quick. We've got five best bets for this upcoming card. Jake is not here tonight, so it's just me, which means you get an audio only, right? We're just going to do audio only. So my first bet of the night, I had the... I had the opportunity to see this guy fight live against Mavzar Evloev, uh, where he put up a fantastic performance, albeit a losing one. Um, seeing him fight in person was fantastic, and you could kind of—it's it, a very different feel as far as gauging um, someone's ability to rise to an occasion. 
So first confident bet of the evening uh, for our five best bets going to be Diego Lopez money line. Uh, now that's available on a wide spectrum here. Okay. So if you're using the overseas books, sports bet has them right now at minus 135. But if you're over here, you know, you're looking at minus 160 to minus 180 range is where he's out there. The He's going up against Gavin Tucker. Gavin Tucker, um, look, look, there's going to be a little bit. There's, there, <laughs> yes, <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Um, there's, there's a, there's going to be some, let's go over the narratives around Gavin Tucker. Why, why the Gavin Tucker narrative will, or what it will be this week, right? So there, Diego Lopez will be a popular play this week. And it's for a couple reasons. One, Gavin Tucker is super old. All things considered for a lower weight class, he's getting old. He's 37 years old. As a 37-year-old, I know how that feels. I can't imagine being 37 and weighing 145 pounds. Maybe I'd feel better. I don't know. Um, but that that's it's a lot. And age usually equates to speed loss in the lighter weight classes, and you can't afford to be slow. He hasn't fought in two years. Uh, this will be the second point you hear people say. He hasn't fought in two years. The last time he fought, he got slept by Dan Ige. My pushback on Gavin Tucker is this. At times, he has looked very, very good. But if we're looking back over his wins, Sung Woo Choi, Justin Janes, and Billy Q. The Billy Q win is the only quality win that he has. He's the only quality win that he has. And it's not enough for me to say, oh, he should be he should be worth consideration against Diego Lopez. I'm not going to factor in that he's coming off of a knockout again. It's been two years. But the other thing, and this is the number three thing that we're going to, that you need to think about before fading this play, is that he's coming off major reconstructive shoulder surgery. So two years away, knockout, and then two years away due to con- uh, shoulder surgery. So um I don't see, I don't want to say I don't see um, Diego Lopez having a hard time. I mean, it's high stakes punch face. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. But he has shown himself to be a gamer. Uh, The line is still playable. And Gavin Tucker hasn't shown us anything in a long period of time. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to fade Gavin Tucker here. Diego Lopez money line is going to be the first confident play of the night. Second confident play of the night. I don't really have one. <laughs> I'm going to bury the lead for you guys here. There's not a one. There's not a, a lot that I feel super confident in. Uh, I love the Diego Lopez money line play. The other one that I'm looking at too is Jeremiah Wells. Uh, Jeremiah Wells over Carlston Harris. Carlston Harris, you know, at, depending on, again, where you're looking at the lines, we're seeing Jeremiah Wells as a slight favorite, the minus 120 spot, all the way up to some some books have him at minus 160. So the exposure there is great. There's a whole lot of, there's a big spectrum to choose from, which means you can probably still get a decent line. Carlston Harris, you're going to pe- hear people talk about the unorthodox striking. You're going to hear them talk about his submission threats. Um, and really it's kind of the, maybe fading the chin of Jeremiah Wells because he can get booped and bopped and get rocked. Uh, but outside of that, Carlston Harris has a really bad gas tank. He has a really bad chin. Um, 
And if he can't get you, you know, down whenever you're dry, I don't really see the threat here. I, I, you know, Jeremiah Wells built like a Ninja Turtle, big thick back from that Sean Brady gym, whatever it is they do there and everybody gets real thick backed. Um, I, I like Jeremiah Wells here, at least as far as body of work is concerned. I don't know why this line isn't wider, which maybe I'm being trapped here. I don't feel like this is a Holly Holm, Myra Bueno, Silva style trap where they're really trying to get us. Um, and in in my case, they did get me, even though I said I was like e- e- that week. I said this is a trap, and I'm still going to do it anyway, and I did it, and it was a trap. Carlson Harris is coming over a lackluster win over Jared Gooden, the night train, right? Wins, um, not good. Christian Aguilar, Impa Kasangane, who's a light heavyweight in the PFL now, so go figure there. Um, and he lost to Shavkat, right? Uh, but the thing is, he, he he's never looked good in in anything. Um, I've never like I've never watched that. Like, eh, that Carlston Harris guy, that's somebody to look out for. Um, now I'm not going to sit here and sing the praises of Jeremiah Wells with a win over Blood Diamond, um, but he slept Court McGee, who's notoriously durable, minus the last two fights, the Jeremiah Wells and the Matt <laughs> um, Matt Brown fight. Before that, Court McGee was notoriously hard to finish. Uh, and he had the he had the split decision over Semmelsberger, which I was on the Semmelsberger side of, but I get but went over Worley Alves. Worley Alves is is light years better than anybody that Carlson Harris has beat um, has beaten. So we can MMA math this till we're till we're blue. But um I, I like I like I like the wrestling from Wells. I like the power from Wells, I like the cardio from Wells. I think he has advantages everywhere. Maybe not submission, like straight submission, submission, but um, I think he's, I think he's better. I think he's better everywhere, um, and I, I like him in the spot. So we're on Jeremiah Wells. We're on Diego Lopez. Those are those are one and two. Um, women's science play. Let's go ahead. And, let's go ahead and talk about women's science real quick. Women's science. We have Tatiana Suarez and Jessica Andrade. Suarez minus four hundred, minus five plus. On sports bet, um, really prohibitively favored there. Taking on Jessica Andrade, championship caliber. You can get her anywhere from plus two, 230 up to 300 plus. It's an automatic have to play. Now, I'm not sitting here saying we unload on it, but Tatiana Suarez, while very good, she is very good um, and quite possibly a future champion. She is it let's not pretend that she didn't spend four years away and come back and win a fight. Um, and that she's prone to injuries and ailments. So let just just can just consider the smallest possibility of, of a women's science play. Now, that said, uh, I don't believe Tatiana Suarez is going to knock out Jessica Andrade. We might see like a positional club TKO. Suarez inside the distance is at minus 160. That's worth considering. Um, Suarez winning by KO, TKO, plus 400. Suarez by submission, which I believe to be her most probable path to victory, is at plus money. You can get it at plus 120. So um, if we want all plus money, if you like, if you just want the, the, the exposure of a plus of just 
let's let's think all plus money exposures. We take just Gondraj money line, Tatiana Suarez by KO, Tatiana Suarez by um by submission. And you just put your units out to cover losses and and create create profit for you. Small exposures, like quarter units, half units, half units, whole units, and just cover your exposure. I mean, and then you just pray that Tatiana Suarez doesn't win by unanimous decision or take the good decision, which I don't, I just, I really don't see that. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Um, so what would be interesting? What would be interesting? I don't think they're married yet, but Patchy Mix, friend of the show. What up, Patchy? Um, Patchy Mix and Tatiana Suarez are engaged, I think. Something like that. If Bellator goes under, Patchy comes to the UFC. I think Patchy's a bantamweight contender in the UFC. I I I I would I dude, Patchy versus Aljo would be sweet. I would love that. That's a doozy of a that's a doozy of a fight right there. Patchy versus Aljo. That's that, that would be sick. Yeah. You could get your first man wife uh like championship combo right there. It's probably your best bet of that happening. Since Brian Caraway and Misha Tate broke up. <laughs> the kid lightning, Brian Caraway. What's up? Dude? Where is where is Mr. Where is Brian Caraway, dude? You talk about punching above your weight class. Goodness gracious, Brian Caraway. What are you doing, buddy? Oh, man. Misha Tate. Let her go. Come on, Brian. Come on, Brian. All right. Kid Lightning. All right. So those, so uh, Diego Lopez, money line, and then uh, Jeremiah Wells money line women's science with the, with the finish props added in two more plays to consider both of them underdogs. We're going to consider two other underdogs. First underdog we're going to consider is Damon Jackson. Now, why on earth would we ever go against Billy Q, right? We don't ever go against the triumvirate of Billy Q, Bill Algio and Julian Arosa, but juicy J's lost. I just have there. Okay, let's throw all analytics out of the side here. Let's just throw all the analytics away. I just have a weird feeling Damon Jackson's gonna beat Billy Q. That's the only. That is the only. I have no other back on this. You watch everybody else's YouTube show. Listen to every other, um, every other like podcast out there if you want to. My my sole basis for Damon Jackson versus Billy Q picking Damon Jackson is when they announced that fight. When they announced it, I looked at it and I went, Damon Jackson's gonna win that fight. Huh. And that's it. That's all I have. That like it just it like I looked at it and it was like Damon Jackson's gonna win that fight. Now, that could have been the staff infection talking. I could have been drunk. I don't know, bro. I don't know. But I, I have no basis for this. Look, Damon Jackson's got a little bit more experience. He does not have the chin to bang with Billy Q. He doesn't have the cardio to bang with Billy Q. But but that dude finds himself in such weird spots. And Billy Q, this this was where we circle the whole thing. This is where everything comes back around together again. Billy Q goes back to what we talked about before. Billy Q will follow him to the ground. He'll follow him to the ground. Um 
he'll, he, he won't stand there. He won't call him back up. Now, if you're on Billy Q, we know, we, we know a couple things. We have a couple in in-house rules when it comes to Billy Q. We never bet Billy Q in line or in round one. You always bet Billy Q if you're going to do money line, but then you do to win in round two and to win in round three. Because you have to let him build into the fight, right? You always have to let Billy Q build into the fight. That's the way he gets going. He doesn't really just, you know, come out like a house on fire. He has to, he has to, you got to stoke the flames a little bit, right? You got to get him into it. So when we look at those things, right, under two and a half rounds becomes a very, very playable thing because we know Billy Q builds into the fight. Damon Jackson is a uh, not allergic to violence, but he is uh, violence averse. He doesn't particularly want to be in the blood and guts wars, which is what Billy Q is going to do. Um, so if we take the finishing ability of Damon Jackson with the cardio and relentless pace of Billy Q, under two and a half sits at minus 115. That's a sweet spot. That's a very, very good spot for us to be in because if we buy the extra two and a half minutes and go fight doesn't go the distance, um, you're up at the 170 mark, right? So we're losing, we're losing quarters on the dollar there. So we don't want that, right? Um, let's see here. So Billy Q in round two plus 425, Billy Q in round three plus 500. Now, if you're on Damon Jackson, it's the other way around. We go round one Damon Jackson at plus 1,200, round two Damon Jackson at plus 1,400. Those are the ways we're looking at it. So we're looking at trying to get super plus money on the boys, and we're going under two and a half. But straight money line, I like Damon. I just, for this, just the woo, I'm just going, I just looked at that fight, and I was like, Damon Jackson's going to win that. So that's, that's the real in-depth analysis right there. Okay, last. But not least, uh, underdog, I want you to consider. And I like this because this I'll pause for a second because you're thinking in your head, who's it going to be, right? Because you could say, well, it could be Dustin Jacoby. Dustin Jacoby, glory kickboxing experience. He's been around for forever. Isn't Kennedy and Jekway the real deal? Is he is he streaking? Is he not? I mean, what, what do you say about the 81-inch reach of Kennedy and Jekway, Dale? Like, how, would, how would Dustin Jacoby work his way around that? Yeah. Or you go, is it Ladovic Klein, right? We know how much you love your Eastern Europeans, uh, but the cage is too small. He's not going to be able to, he's not going to be able to work like that. So then what do we do? Who's the other, only other one that we should really consider out there? Is it the all-American wrestler, Cody Durden? Hell no, it ain't. It's Hani Barcelos over Kyler Phillips. <laughs> We're taking, I, I, I want to take Hani Barcelos over, uh, over Kyler Phillips. And I only want that based on the line that you're giving me because I can't fathom in my head why I'm getting Hani Barcelos at plus 180 against Kyler Phillips. Make that make sense to me, right? Well, Kyler Phillips, he's like, he's like, like Southern California Jesus that knows Kung Fu. He just comes out there with his flowing locks of love and he's just going to, you know, he's going to come out there and rolling thunder kick and do all this other stuff. You know, the MMA lab, they're on a tear right now. Okay. Okay, totally get it. I sure go for that. Go for that. But does he have one punch put you to sleep power like Honey Barcelos? I don't think so. I don't think so. Does he have that weird thing where like every scrub Brazilian 
knows like is like better at jujitsu even than like most Americans that are pretty good at jujitsu. I, I I think so. I think I think Honey Barcelos is better everywhere here outside of cardio, outside of pace, maybe creativity, outside of a reading test, maybe maybe outside of like a, a spelling bee. Um, I think I think Honey Barcelos is better everywhere. I think he's going to beat. I I think at plus one eighty he's worth a gamble. I think he's absolutely worth a gamble. He's like we got to remember just a few fights ago. Like up until the Victor Henry thing, like let's let's let let's let's think about this for a second, right? So we get the win over Khalid Taha. Sure, that's fine. Okay. He lost a super close fight against Timur Valiev. Timur Valiev is very, very good. Okay. Um the Victor Henry fight was the thing where people are like, I don't know about that, man. I really don't know. He goes out, beats the shit out of Trevin Jones, which he should have done, which is fine. Um, and then he lost to Umar Nurmagomedov, who was supposed to be headlining, but he's not. But it is what it is. Um, I like Hani here, man. I, I think that he, I, the le- his level of competition and the losses due to that, I don't, I'm not putting a lot of stock in that. He lost to people that are very, very good. And I don't necessarily know that I'm willing to throw Kyler Phillips into that, right? Kyler Phillips beat Marcelo Rojo. Um, beat Song Yudong in, you know, but outside of that, Cameron Ells, Gabriel Silva. I'm not in it, man. I, I don't under, I don't get it. I mean, he lost to Julian Paiva. He lost to Mowgli. So no, man, no, I'm on Hani here. I'm on Hani. I think, I think that's a good spot. I think that's a very good spot. All right. So let's review, let's review the plays we're considering this upcoming weekend. UFC Nashville, um, we're taking Diego Lopez money line. We're on Damon Jackson money line, Honey Barcelos money line, Jeremiah Wells money line, and then we're looking at Jessica Andrade and the various finishing props. Okay. As far as a main event winner goes, just to go ahead and just break, just breeze through that. Corey Sandhagen should win this fight. He definitely should win this fight. What this will tell us, though, if Rob Font wins, is whether or not. Corey Sandhagen is destined to forever be a bridesmaid and never be the bride, right? Like this is an this is a fight that Corey Sandhagen absolutely has to win. He he can he'll never be taken seriously as a contender. Um, he'll never be taken seriously as a contender if he does not beat Rob Font. He has to beat Rob Font. So uh, a couple props to consider in that regard. Again, Rob Font fades as fights go on because he, damage accumulation is a very big deal if you're Rob Font. So under four and a half rounds is at even money right now. And I can't – I we should probably call it six, six plays we like because under four and a half seems where it's at. Because Rob Font, his ability to handle damage cumulatively is very poor. And Sandhagen has the not only the penchant for finishing fights, but he has a killer instinct. Um, the only time that I really wish he would have, you know, that we really didn't see him execute on that killer instinct was in the TJ Dillashaw fight. He really kind of um, took, never really got out of second gear there. You know, he put it in the second gear, but he never really just pushed it. Um, so some things to consider. Sandhagen wins in round um, round four. Is it plus twelve hundred? 
Sandhagen wins in round three plus 900. If Rob Font can make it that long, I don't see Rob Font knocking out Corey Sandhagen. Again, Corey Sandhagen better pray it doesn't happen. But rounds three and round four, you're damn near plus uh, plus a thousand. Yes, I know. Okay, I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna. I knew it was gonna come in here. Don't sleep on the New England cartel, Boston. You know, Calvin Cater, Tyson Chartier, friends of the program, friends of the show. Rob Fawn has never been on the show, and that's not a reason for me to uh, for me to bet against him. However, if I'm looking at the New England cartel for being honest with each other here. not he's not the uh he's not the he's not trying to think here he's not the sturdiest leg of the tripod you know what i mean he's not the sturdy he's got the most miles on him he's got the most miles on him um what about nacho minus 185 okay i look again there's 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 plenty of options available to us here um and I think this is, is if you if you got beat up, um, gentleman wager of a four pack. Yes, yes, gentleman wager of a four pack. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, we'll do that. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'll do a four pack of a craft brew. Yep. You let me know. You let me know. We'll make it happen. Um, I'm in for that always. I'm always listen. I'm always down for betting random, random stuff here. We can we can do it. Okay, all right. I'm gonna cut you guys loose. Listen, it's been great. It, I I appreciate everybody that showed up tonight for real. Thank you, um, everybody that downloads the show but doesn't do the social media, the live stream thing. I appreciate you um, tuning in for this episode. Feels good to be back. Um, I was I was under the weather, so everybody that checked in throughout the throughout the process sent me things on on the on x and twitter and all that kind of stuff and all that i appreciate you i really do so be good to each other and i will see all of you on saturday seriously all right god bless you we'll see you